1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. I absolutely love Thanksgiving. I love it. Now, when I was young, it was just a holiday. Celebration about food. It was building up to Christmas. It seemed like the kickoff to Christmas. That's what it was. In fact, as I got a little older, it seemed to be less and less of a holiday, less and less of a celebration, and more and more just Christmas, 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 with a little bit of eating turkey. It was pre-Christmas, the older I got. And that's all it was. And I was really little. I would get up and watch the, you know, Watch the little celebration. Let's get up and let's watch them walk around in a parade and watch Santa at the end. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's all it was for me. But then as I got older, I started realizing I discovered the difference between Thanksgiving the holiday and Thanksgiving the prayer. What the meaning, the definition of Thanksgiving is, which is a prayer. And so the title... Uh, today's sermon is, and this is a big one, this is the big one, I'm talking about for the mouth, it's the big one, unequivocally, this is the title, unequivocally grateful and thoroughly thankful. Once again, I'll say it, the title of today's sermon, unequivocally grateful and thoroughly thankful. That's a lot, isn't it, to say? That's it. So, let's talk about that. What is the difference between Thanksgiving, the holiday, and Thanksgiving, the prayer? Well, the prayer of Thanksgiving is this. The prayer of Thanksgiving, which the Bible talks about, the prayer of Thanksgiving is being thankful through all things, being thankful through all things, having a deep gratitude in all God has done. Having a deep gratitude in all God has done giving proper thanks to God to recognize the good things God has given us to offer thanks for them in our lives, in our health, in our families, and in our faith. That's what Thanksgiving, the prayer of Thanksgiving is. You know, we have a prayer of Thanksgiving every day, or at least we should. When we start praying every day, and more than once a day, I believe, I pray in the morning, I pray throughout the morning, I pray in the afternoon when I go to eat, I pray all the time. I don't know about y'all, by the way, I don't mean I'm always on my knees going like this. That's what a lot of times people think of when they think of prayer. Maybe you do that, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay if you get down on your hands and knees and pray amongst your bed. And the older you get, the harder it is to do that, by the way, getting on your hands and knees. Am I right? The older you get, I know I have a hard time doing it. Incidentally, I still do this once in a while. Get on my hands and knees. I do. Most of the time, I'm sitting there, head down. Or I'm just talking to God. I don't mean I'm sitting there going, hey, God, out loud, although sometimes I am. But a lot of times, I'm just talking to him and thanking him. Thank you for another day. Thank you, Lord God, for another day. Another day to follow you. Another day, Lord God. Please, Lord, as I pray this to you, let my mind be on you and you alone. And then things start getting in the way. So you know what you do? Mm -hmm. Push those out of the way and thank him some more. And think that's how your prayer is supposed to start. 
dear Lord, precious God Almighty, thank you for this and this. Thank you for that and that. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you, Lord, for the church. Thank you, Lord, for giving me strength. Instead of, poor me, why do I have this? Why not this? What? No, no, no. Thanking him first is how prayer is supposed to begin. And it changes the outlook of the day. They have the prayer of Thanksgiving. That's the great difference between the prayer of Thanksgiving and the holiday of Thanksgiving. There's a great difference. We are to be unequivocally thankful, excuse me, unequivocally grateful and thoroughly thankful. That's what we're supposed to be. So let's take a look once again at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Because I know I said 18 a while ago, but actually, by the way, 16 and 17, so quick, so quick verses. They're like a couple of words, but they all go together. And this is what it says. Rejoice always. That was one verse, by the way. Rejoice always. That's a quick verse, isn't it? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. That's another verse. Pray without ceasing. And then verse 18 says, In everything give thanks. I have a supplement. In everything give thanks. Oh, wait, only the good times. No. In everything give thanks. Wait a minute, Pastor. So when I wake up and I feel sick to my stomach, I'm supposed to give thanks? Yes, give thanks that you woke up. Give thanks that you woke up. Give, now, that's not much to thank God for. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Give thanks that you woke up and that God chose you to live another day for him. Be thankful for that. Thank you, Lord, for another day to follow you. Okay, I might be sick of my stomach physically or mentally or mostly, especially when you turn on the TV, so don't do that right away. Pick up the word first. Be thankful you have another day to live for God. Yes, be thankful in mind. Be thankful in spirit. Have the prayer of thanksgiving and your whole day will be different. Not just your day, but that day, the next, the next, the next, the next. Start every day with the what? Prayer of thanksgiving. And I'm telling you, it's not just one day of the year. It should be every year. I'm not saying eat turkey every day. You do that and you're going to look like a great big butterball turkey. Okay, I'm telling you. It, but the prayer of thanksgiving will change everything. And by the way, you want to look like a better about turkey, do what you want with a pumpkin pie every day. I guarantee you'll look like a better about turkey. And I wouldn't be so thankful, at least my skill wouldn't. But, but, back to the point. We're to offer things to God always. During good times. During bad times. No, no, no. That doesn't mean to be thankful that we're going through bad times. That's not what we're saying. Do you really think that we're to be thankful that we have a sick stomach? No. But be thankful that God's with you during that time. Are we to be thankful that we've lost loved ones, friends, that things are going bad in the country? No. But we're to be thankful that God's with us while we're going through that. Don't be thankful that you have a headache. I've actually heard people say stupid things. Thank God I have a headache. Thank God I've lost my car. Thank God. No, 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 no. Thank God God is with you while you're going through those things. Thank God I lost all my money. No, no, no. Not thank God you lost your money. Thank God God is with you and helps you through that time. Thank God I went through a divorce. No, thank God that God helped you when you went through the divorce and God opened your eyes when you did to show you why it was a blessing in the long run. Not that while you were going through it that you want to be happy. It doesn't always mean you're to be emotionally happy, but that you can be spiritually happy through it. 
That's what it means. That's what it means. For instance, the pilgrims, seeing how we're talking about Thanksgiving, the pilgrims, they had a horrible time. Oh, yes, an absolutely horrible time. Do you know that half of them died before the winter was over after they got here? Half of them. Can you imagine that? They lost some of their children. A lot of the adults died. Many of them died. Half of them. That's a lot. That's not two or three. Even if it's two or three, you'd be sad. I hate to say this because I see a lot of people, a lot of adults and people around us, and we, we love all of them. But let's be truthful. If we was to even lose one or so, our hearts would be broken, and rightly so. Because we love them. We love them dearly. They are a part of our lives. They are a part of us. But when we lose one, just one, it affects us, doesn't it? It affects our life. And it should. Because they're a part of us. But they lost half of them that came with them. And guess what they did? Half of them died before winter was over. And why? Because they had a lack of shelter. They died of starvation, disease of scurry, scurvy. But instead, as the year went on, uh, they preserve, uh, persevered in prayer. They persevered in prayer. They kept praying. They didn't give up on God. They didn't give up on God. They didn't start fussing at God, saying, God, what's the matter with you? We're done with you. They didn't do that. They continued to pray instead and love God despite, not in spite, but despite what happened. As many people nowadays, well, I'm done with God because what he did. No, 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 no. First of all, God didn't do it. Yes, he allowed it, but he didn't do it. He didn't go get him. No, things happen. We know that. We know that. But God was still with them, and they were still with him. Now, when they were praying to God for help, praying to God to help them through, guess what happened? Native Americans came. Native Americans, what we call American Indians, the Native Americans came. The Native Americans came, and they helped them to plant the crops. Now, folks, I know a lot of people may look at this, oh, they were heroes. Well, yes. But that's answer prayer, folks. They said, what are we going to do? The Native Americans came. That's an answer to prayer. It's an answer to prayer. They came. And the grateful pilgrims, as we know, declared a three-day feast. That was 400 years ago this year. Now, technically, it would be in December this year. But still, 400 years ago this year that we can be thankful. Uh, 1621. 1621. We can be thankful to God for his favor, and we can celebrate with thanks, as they did with the Indian friends that they had. The fact of the matter is, is they were thankful, even though they lost half of their loved ones. Some of their parents, some of the children, some of the others, they lost them, but they were still thankful. But we can be thankful too. Even though we may be losing a lot of things, we can gain favor and gain closeness to the Lord God. No matter what, we can be grateful and thankful, unequivocally grateful and thoroughly I'm going to turn now to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Actually, before we go into chapter 4, we're going to start in chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 17. Verse 17. <laughs> verse 17, because it's near the end, and we're going to go all the way into chapter 4, verse 16, but we're not going to read all of it right now. We're going to, so stay there. We're, what we're going to do we're going to finish it all today, but we're going to do it through time. So let's start with that as we read chapter 3, verse 17 through chapter 4, verse 2. And listen to what it says here. Listen to what it says. 
It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, we all sing the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, as in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. It's talking about the Holy Spirit, folks. It transforms us every day. Then we start chapter 4, and listen to what it says. Therefore, since we have this ministry, through the mercy we have received, we do not lose heart. We don't lose heart. We don't lose hope. Listen to what it says. We do not lose heart, verse 2. But we have renounced the secret things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word, excuse me, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, blindly, the ways of the world, deceitfully, but by expressing the truth and commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel is hidden, let's see, where am I supposed to stop at here? I'll make sure I'm doing this correctly. Because I could go on all day, all day. Okay, verse 2. Let me stop there. We go back to verse 2 and stop there. But we have renounced the secret things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by expressing the truth and commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. We're going to go to this here in a minute. All right, so God has handed us this word and the Holy Spirit to help guide us. And we're to be thankful for that, aren't we? We're to be thankful for that. Do you know... On Thanksgiving, the holiday, there's only one who isn't thankful. Do you know that? There's only one who's not thankful for the holiday of Thanksgiving. I bet you know who that is, don't you? Who is it who's not thankful for the holiday of Thanksgiving? That's it. The turkey. The turkey is not thankful for the holiday of Thanksgiving. I'm actually glad you said that. I'm actually glad you said the turkey is not thankful for the holiday. Well, guess what? There are only some people who aren't thankful for the Lord and all his blessings. Turkeys. Don't be a turkey. Don't be a spiritual turkey. We're not to be that. We're not to be a spiritual turkey. We're not to focus on the negative. And you might say, I don't want to be a turkey. I know, I don't. I know you don't want to be. But folks, I got to tell you the truth. There's times I've heard myself going, gobble, 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 gobble. There's times I've heard myself do that. You know why? Because unintentionally, I've listened to the ways of Satan. I've listened to ways of Satan. And by that, I, I don't mean that, of course, we don't, the devil doesn't take over us. However, we listen to the ways of the world around us. We are manipulated by the ways of the world around us. How do we take care of that? By not focusing on the turkey of the world which is the devil, the turkey, and he who he manipulates, which are those poor turkeys who don't know Jesus. And it's not because they're they're dumb. They, they don't know any better. They don't know any better. They're ignorant. They don't know any better. But we're not to be a turkey. Don't be a turkey. Don't be a spiritual turkey. Don't focus on the negative. Don't focus on the negative. Don't be used and manipulated and blinded by Satan. Don't be a spiritual turkey. Don't go gobbling. Don't do that. No, 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 no. 
So now that we've done that, let's continue to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through 6. Listen to what it says here. And you can see exactly what it's telling you. Verse 3 through 6 says this. But if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to those who are lost. Because like I said, they're blinded by the, by the big turkey. The God, the God of this world, Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, lest the light of those who do not believe, excuse me, lest the light of, uh, excuse me, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan doesn't want them to see, does he? No, he don't want them to see. He wants them to fry. He wants them to burn. He wants them to to be eternally damned. We don't want that. Go on here for verse five. For we do not preach ourselves, okay? This is important. Say it again. We do not preach ourselves. We do not preach ourselves. I'm saying this to you because there are some Christians who believe that they're to go around preaching the word. They are to go around preaching the word. No, you're not. Don't you do it. You're not to do it. The Holy Spirit is. If you're not speaking in love and compassion and kindness and you're not letting the Holy Spirit do the speaking and you're doing it as a getting up on a soapbox and getting in people's faces, be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet and let the Holy Spirit do it. Because all you're going to do is push him away to hell. Don't do it. I'm going to go on now. Okay. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not saying be quiet all the time and never speak. I'm saying make sure it is Christ. Make sure it is the Holy Spirit. Don't do it at the wrong time. Make sure it is Christ who's telling you to do it. But yes, we are to speak the words of Christ when it is the appropriate time. But we are not to be a turkey in this world. Not to be a turkey and be ashamed to speak the word, but just do it in the appropriate time. This is what it says in 1 Timothy 4. By the way, stay there in the Bible. We're going to go back to that. 1 Timothy 4, 4-5 says this. For everything created by God is good. For nothing should be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this doesn't mean, as some people will take it, this doesn't mean everything is created by God for you, as some people like to take it that way. This doesn't mean everything is created by God for you. Because some people, whenever they read this, they say, for everything created by God is good, and nothing should be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. I've actually had people say, that means that everything is created by God for me. No, no, no. This doesn't mean that you're supposed to be the song leader. This doesn't mean that you're supposed to be the pastor. This doesn't mean you're supposed to be a Sunday school teacher. This doesn't mean that you're going to be the next president. No, 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 no. This doesn't mean that. This means that everything that is God's will for you should be accepted, thankfully. And you'll know when you're following God. When you're following God, you will know. You will know when it is of God and not. Because you're not going to be listening to yourself, but listening to the Holy Spirit, the Lord God. And I read this a lot, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. I'm at the prayer of thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, all understanding, every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
We, that's why the prayer of Thanksgiving is so important. We don't need to be a turkey and be surrounded by the, the great turkey himself, Satan. No, 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 no. We don't need to do that. 1 Corinthians 15.57 says this, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's where the victory comes from. We don't need to be a turkey like the people of this world. I'm talking about Satan's people. We need to have that prayer of thanksgiving because we have received, we have received victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have received that. And then there is Psalm 145, verse 18. It says, The Lord is near to all those who call upon him. And I'm talking about those who sometimes have their minds off of Jesus and they think they've already lost. And so they feel like a turkey. We don't need to. Don't put yourself in that oven. No, no, no. You've already won. Listen to what it says. Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all those who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. If you feel like a turkey right now, as if right now you're out there and you're surrounded by the oven of the world, get yourself out of it. Call upon the Lord. Be thankful. Get near to him, call upon him, and get yourself out of whatever position you put yourself in. You know, I have understood, because I'm not a cook, okay? Oh, don't worry. I help cooks out a lot. You can ask my mom and others. I help them out a lot. They say, will you try this? I say, oh, I sure hate to do that. Okay, I, I, I taste a lot, and, and uh, I make sure that if they have leftovers, well, I, I, I help those poor people out. I have, you know. Uh, so I'm the cook's best friend, but not my own. Anyway, there's a lot of things that they have to do. They have to baste, all right? They baste to make sure that things stay moist and all that. The thing is, a lot of people are being basted by, they're basting themselves in the ways of the world. Get out of it. Don't stick yourself in the oven of the world. Don't be a turkey. Don't be basted in the things of the world. Get yourself away from that and stay in the ways of God. And how do we do that? By being unequivocally grateful. Unequivocally grateful. Grateful. What does that mean? Unequivocal. To be unequivocal means to leaving no doubt. That's what it means. When you're unequivocal, it means you leave no doubt. So have no doubt. When people say, "Is are they grateful? Yes. There's no doubt in your heart that you're grateful to God. Okay? Have no doubt in your heart that you're grateful to God. That's a good thing. In your heart. In your heart, know that you're grateful grateful to God. I don't want you doubting. I don't want you going around doubting if you're thankful and grateful to God or not. Because sometimes, I know how the devil does. I know that sometimes you go, am I really grateful or not? Am I really grateful to God? No. Make sure it's unequivocal. That you know without a doubt that you're grateful to God for what you have. Even if you're going through emotional things. Okay. You may be going through emotional ups and downs and you have a lot to deal with. Make sure that deep in your heart, you're unequivocally grateful for the blessings that God has given you. And he has. Oh, he has. He is with you. He has saved you. You're unequivocally grateful. You're leaving no doubt of that inside your heart you know. Let's now read continuously now. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 once again. But we're going to read. Verses 7 through 12. Listen to what it says. 7 through 12 says this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Talking about ourselves. The excellency of the power of being from God and not from ourselves. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. 
We are perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And always carrying around in the body the death of the Lord Jesus. That also the life of Jesus might be expressed in our bodies. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus. That also the life of Jesus might be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us, but life. No matter what we go through, we're not to focus on the mortal death, but the immortal life of Christ. That's what to focus on. I realize it's hard to do sometimes. I realize that. I realize that we have difficulty with that. I know. I know. I know how it is. But we are to be unaffected, no doubt, grateful in our hearts, inside our hearts with grace. Colossians 2, 6-7 says this, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So walk in him. Rooted up and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught and abounding with his deeds. We are to walk in him. Be grateful all the way through. Then Colossians 3, 15-17. So we're in Colossians right now because this. Colossians is filled with gratefulness. It really is. Look what it says in Colossians 3, 15-17. And let the peace of Messiah to which you were also called in one body control your hearts. Be thankful. Let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with great gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, Everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. See, in everything that we do, we do it because of what's in our heart. The gratitude, gratefulness to the Lord Jesus. It's in the heart. And then Colossians 4 2, devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert. Stay alert. And begin it with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Okay, so now. We spoke. We've spoken about being unequivocally grateful. We've spoken about not being a turkey, not to be a spiritual turkey, focusing on the negative of the world around us, not to be put in that oven. We know that. We know that. We know that we are to be unequivocally grateful. But folks, that's not really enough to be unequivocally grateful. You say, is it not? No, it's not. Because here's the thing: we can be unequivocally grateful in heart. But what is it that we say so many times? By our actions we are known. Have you ever received a gift from someone? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, we talked about that before. But here's the thing. Have you ever received a gift from someone? Uh, I'm really faithful. My mom knows that. She taught me that when you receive a gift, thank them. Say thank them. Make sure you show how grateful they told me, even if you already have it, say thank you anyway. Because it's not the gift itself, even though you appreciate the gift. It's not the gift itself. It's the fact that they were sweet and kind and loving enough to think of you. 
to be grateful and thankful too. There's a difference between being grateful and being thankful. A lot of people don't know that. The big difference between being grateful and thankful. Being grateful comes from what's inside. Being thankful comes from what's inside into the outside. There's a whole difference. So be unequivocally grateful and contented. But you need to be thoroughly thankful. And right now we're talking about because people a lot of times say, but God knows the heart. Yeah, yeah, he does. But by our actions, we are known. So God knows our heart. It's true. But if we are ashamed to show God our love, compassion, kindness, and appreciation, then doesn't it just make all the sense in the world? Doesn't it say in the Bible, I'm ashamed of him, I'm ashamed of me? Okay. So if God doesn't see you, being so grateful and thankful, how does he know? Now, of course, he knows the heart. But more importantly, how about the people around us? They need to see that we are thankful. They can't see it. Oh, but we shouldn't care what people think. Well, to a point, you're exactly right. We don't have to answer to them, but we have to answer to him, and we have to be a witness for him. And so, therefore, we should not just be grateful. It's one thing to, to say in our side ourselves, but we need not just say inside ourselves, but outside ourselves. It's not just inside, it's inside out. Incidentally, let me tell you something. We were talking about turkeys a while ago, okay? If this week you cook a turkey for your family, and you're only concerned if it's cooked on the outside, but not on the inside, good luck getting away from the bathroom because you're going to be sick. Or if you only want to cook on the inside and not the outside, good luck because you're going to be sick. My point is, if you're only grateful on the outside, but not grateful and thankful on the outside, uh, you're not the perfect, thankful, grateful Christian you ought to be. We should show God how grateful we are on the inside and thankful on the outside. We should be, without a doubt, no doubt, no question to the Lord, to God, to the people, all over the place that we are unequivocally grateful and thoroughly thankful. No matter what happens. Oh, but we shouldn't care about other people. Oh, we should care about them. Yes, we should. We should care, first of all, about God. But yes, other people too. We should. We want them to know how we feel. We want them to know because if they think and believe that we don't care about God, then guess what? They won't either. Because you do stand. You do stand. You stand for a sign of the Lord God. Have you ever been driving home one day looking for gasoline to fill up in your car? And it's extremely dark, especially this time of year. Extremely dark. And you're looking on the highway, let's say, for a gas station. And all of the lights are burnt out on the gas sign outside. I'm talking about on the symbol of the sign. It's all burnt out. You can't see it. Well, wait a minute. What does that matter? The gas station's still there. It matters. How are they going to pull over and get the gasoline? If you can't show them because your sign's burned out and they can't pull over, they don't know how to pull over. Okay, you see what my point is now? It matters if you show on the outside that you're thankful to God because they don't know how to pull over and talk to you about the gasoline of Christ that they need to go and show others. Understand? Yes, we need it. And I know what you might be thinking right now. Yeah, the McDonald's is easy to get their lights fixed on their sign. No, no, no. We're talking about showing people that food, that gasoline, what we need, the fuel to keep going and be thankful to God. That's what we need. We need that be 
unequivocally grateful and thoroughly thankful, Pastor. I hope you have scripture because I know you. Yes, I do. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going back to first. Excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter four, as we now finish up. We now finish up with verses thirteen through sixteen, and it says, "We have." the same spirit of faith as it is written. I believed and therefore I have spoken. So we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and will present us with you. All these things are for your sakes so that the abundant grace through the thanksgiving of many I overflow to the glory of God. And I'm throwing in verse 16 here that says, For the reason we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. This is that reason. We know that Christ is risen from us. We know. We can be thankful for this. We are thankful thoroughly inside now a couple other verses to help with this a couple other verses psalm 69 30 i will praise the name of god with song and will magnify him with this i'll praise the name people need to hear us praising his name they need to know this not for show not for our sake but our glory what does it mean to be thorough absolutely complete that's what it means to be Absolutely, through and through, inside and out. Again, not for our glory, but for all to see. Not to show off, I know, I know. But you don't understand. You don't understand. One time I knew Deacon Show-It-All, who one time wanted to get up and say, Oh, Lord Almighty. I know, I know, we've all known show-offs. I get that, but guess what? It's okay. It's all right. It doesn't mean a Deacon didn't know the Lord. It's just maybe he had that issue. But guess what? At least we know he loved God. And maybe he had that issue, but God, I'm sure, dealt with him. Maybe he's with the Lord right now. Don't let that stop you from being genuine, genuinely a thorough thankfulness. We need to give God the glory. Yes, it doesn't mean show off for others to glorify you, but let them glorify God. By you glorifying God and being thoroughly thankful, absolutely. There's so many other scriptures I can read. I'll read a couple more for you. Uh, first of all, Psalm 100. Verse 4, which is one of my favorites. It's even put into a song. We know this. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. Folks, I know people get mad at me. People in this world I'm talking about. They get mad at me for praising God in his name. I've heard before, not all of them do. Some are thankful because they may not know God, but they know that they should. And they might think that they do. And guess what? They need him. Whether they want to or not, they need him. And I love them even if they don't know him. And even if they don't love me, I still love them. They might get angry at me. Let them. It's not going to keep me from being thankful. It's not going to keep me from saying, thank you, Lord. And guess what? I'm not doing anything in contest. Nothing. In contest. I'm going to shout louder than so-and-so. I'm going to shout loud. No, I'm not. I don't care. Because God hears me. He knows me. He knows. That doesn't mean to be quiet. It just means that when I praise, I praise with my all. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Okay. Psalm 95, verse 1 and 2. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. By the way, people take that out of context sometimes. This, the Bible says make a joyful noise. Yeah, it does. It does say that. Make a joyful noise. He means make a joyful noise with your heart. It doesn't mean that if you cannot sing, it makes it the most beautiful thing in the world. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean sing with all your heart. It means praise with all your heart. It doesn't mean, because like, I've had people actually misquote this and say, make a joyful noise, make sarcastic statements about God. No, ever, ever. Don't ever do it. Anyway, make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. That means Jesus Christ. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. That's songs. Let us make a joyful noise with all your heart. Let's say you don't have the greatest singing voice. Well, that's okay. If you sing from your heart, Sing with all your joy to him. And he went, oh, by the way, if you're at home and you're singing a song to him and you say, man, I just can't carry it to Guess what? God doesn't care about that. God doesn't care. He loves you. Yeah, but God, I don't want to hurt God's ears. It's not hurt. You know what? It's joy to him. It's joy because he hears the tune in your heart and it's perfect. It's perfect. If you're singing with all your heart, it's perfect. That's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful that God picks up God picks up the rest of it. I mean, let's say that I'm off. And by the way, sometimes I'm off on tunes. Let's say I'm off and God says, don't worry, son. Don't worry. I got the rest of it. I'll take up the slack. You sound better than Ming Crosby. That's wonderful. I like that. I like it. Who knows? Angels might be harmonizing with me. We're better than the Rat Pack. I like it. Okay. Um, then there's Psalm 9, verse 1. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. <laughs> with my Whole heart, not half-hearted, whole heart. I like that. My whole heart. I will declare all your marvelous works. See, and I had to put that in there. All your marvelous works. Because some people are ashamed to talk about what God has done. Folks, we should not be ashamed to tell people what God has done. Be thankful for what he has done for us. Praise the Lord God. We need to be thankful even when we're going through the difficulties in our lives. I know some of us are going through difficulties, but we should be thankful. Oh, but you don't understand, I'm hurting. Yes, but look what else he's doing. He's carrying me. Even through my difficulties, he's carrying me. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Like I mentioned earlier with the pilgrims, how difficult it was for them. But instead of the next year, the meeting in Turkey, they're saying, God, how dare you? They said, thank you. Not thank you for allowing my son to die. They didn't say that said, thank you, Lord God, even though my baby had died, you brought me through it. Praise God. Praise God. And we know where our baby's at. Or vice versa. Some of the children had to do that for their parents. Okay. Beyond that, we have Psalm 35, verse 8. I will give you, Lord, give you thanks in great congregation. <laughs> in great, con great congregation. I will praise you among a mighty people. Why am I saying this? Why did I make sure that we have this in there? First of all, they're talking to God. This person's talking to God. I believe it's David. I will give you thanks in great congregation amongst a lot of people, amongst a mighty people, because we're not to be ashamed of God. We're not to be afraid. But what if they, what if they boo me? What if we get in front of people and they boo us? What if they unlike me on Facebook? What if they boo us? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares if we go in front of the government and they say, boo! Who cares? I have to stand before God before I stand before 
the government. I have to stand before God before I stand before the people of the chief stadium. I have to say, and by the way, I just chose that because it's a great congregation, a lot of people, okay? They may not always be great people, but they're a great amount of people, right? Right? Okay, I have to stand before God, and I'm talking because he's the most important. He's more important than everybody. Therefore, even if you go to, let's say, a mall, if they still had those, let's say you go to a mall and there's a whole lot of people, thousands of people standing before you, wouldn't you rather praise the Lord there than be booed when you go to heaven because you didn't praise God? Hallelujah. Amen. Today we have to remember, be thankful always. Even in the most difficult times of our lives, be thankful. Not thankful for what you're going through, but be thankful for who you're with while you're going through it. Through good times, through the bad, be thankful. Thankful because God is with you. Be unequivocally grateful on the inside. Be thoroughly thankful on the outside. Be grateful. Be thankful. Unequivocally. Thoroughly. And I will finish by reading 1 Timothy chapter 4, 4 through 5, once again. For everything created by God is good, and nothing should be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, since it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. Let us close it. Lord Jesus, God Almighty, we come to you today, Lord, with grateful hearts, with thankfulness, thanking you for what you've done for us. You've done the greatest thing that could ever be done. You've given yourself for us. You've led us, and you guide us every day. And we do sometimes forget to thank you. We sometimes, Lord God, look at what we don't have. We look around and sometimes we see pews aren't as full as they could be. We think about people who are no longer with us, Lord, whether it be people in other places or people who have passed on. And we miss them. There's nothing wrong with missing them. But, Lord, we sometimes wish that we could have all that. But now as we think about it, Lord, we pray that we continuously just be grateful for what we do have inside. Be thoroughly thankful on the outside. That you will help us, Lord God, every single day to only focus on what you would have us to be. I pray, Lord God, that you help me personally to be continuously grateful. And Lord God, that you will help me to be thankful all the time. I pray, Lord God, that you will lead this church, that you will guide it, that you are the great shepherd, and you will do so. And I pray if there be anyone here today who has something that they need to thank you for, that they will do so today. They will not hide it back. I pray for this, Lord God, in your holy, precious name. Amen.